listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey everyone, this is Carolyn with Nonstop Mom. Welcome back this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you um, like the Nonstop Mom Facebook page. Make sure that you are sharing this up every week. Tag me at Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and I like to get the word out there to all the ladies. Uh, we have hit over a thousand in the Facebook group. Woohoo! We're having a party. Uh, details are coming soon. I know it's going to be the last week of August. I'm really looking forward to it, to blessing you guys. And it's everyone it's moms, new moms, ladies of all ages that are part of it. Um, But today, this week, we are going to be talking with a wonderful, wonderful pastor's wife. She's one of my favorite. Uh, She is in Cannonsburg, uh, Pennsylvania, and she is the first lady of Champion Christian Center. Her name is Pastor Joey Miller. And honestly... You know, I, I do nonstop mom podcasts, but I will say that you, I look up to you in a really big way. Aww. She has five children. <laughs> One is what, a senior? 18, getting ready getting to turn 18. 18, yeah. and the youngest is? Eight. Eight. So she she is truly the nonstop mom. <laughs> I have stolen her title, but I'm going to run with it. Yes. But she has a phenomenal women's ministry that she does. I mean, Man, it, it blows my mind to watch everything she does. She puts out a magazine every quarter. I'm going to let her tell you a lot about this stuff, but she puts out a magazine every quarter. She has a podcast every Friday called The Mrs. Rev. And your main goal to that is speaking into women in ministry. Yeah. Right? Because it's on your heart that sometimes we can feel alone. We can feel secluded. We don't have a lot of people that we can actually talk to. Or, you know, if we don't have a spiritual father or mother ahead of us, a lot of us can't just talk to to everybody you can't just go to the members of your church and have a deep conversation (laughs) right so it was created for women in ministry or church leadership and then um, it's kind of evolved for just women in general there's a lot of life you know faith um, ministry leadership information so but I did create a private Facebook group for specifically uh, kind of mentorship if you're a woman in ministry or you're growing in faith and you have questions, you kind of being that like big sister or mentor uh, that you can ask me and I'll do my best to answer it. And if I don't know the answer, then, you know, I'll figure it out and get back to you or we'll learn together. But but that's what the group's for, uh, just to, to really mentor ladies um, in leadership and ministry. So. so I encourage you to get that subscription of her podcast on the daily that you guys can listen to that. Be a part of her Facebook group. It's also, is it also Mrs. Rev or is it L on Facebook? No, it's it's Mrs. neither. It's, it's Mrs. Mrs. Okay, Rev. It's Mrs. <laughs> Rev on Facebook. I know we were talking about this on the way over. Social media is a big platform and we're trying yes. to get this down pat. Um, I actually had a woman write in the other day on asking if I've done anything on ministry wives yet. And I had it and I thought, man, this is a good time while I'm here this week with you to to glean from your wisdom on this. You know, you're a mother of five, you have a thriving two churches, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> and growing. You um, have a, a women's ministry that you're head of that you do so much. I mean, they do big events every, it's quarter, right? Every mm-hmm. quarter, but you do chick church that we you do. call it. And when is that? Once a month? It's once a month. Yes. Okay. So she, I mean, she is constantly pouring into women. So I thought the ones who have asked me about doing a podcast on ministry wife, she would be one of the best ones to get with. Huh. Because there's a lot of things that 
come come with it. You it comes with authority, but we also have to learn to balance our authority because uh, the pastor, your husband, is still your pastor. Mm-hmm. He's still ahead of the home. Um, how to balance, you know, excellence within the ministry and with your children because. One shouldn't, you know, none of it should fall apart. You really literally can have excellence Mm -hmm. in all areas. And keeping your confidence as a minister's wife, how do you keep that confidence? So those are the topics that we're going to be touching on within this podcast because, you know, I I just was able to do a wonderful podcast on Mrs. Rev that we'll be releasing soon. And it, it, we're able to do the ministry that God's called us to do because he's graced us to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to look at other women and be like, they're called for for the purpose that God's given them and their ministry. Mm-hmm. Our ministry may not look like their ministry. You know, right. I will say that coming, marrying into a very strong ministry family yes. where everyone, you know, is in the ministry, like the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, <laughs> the grandparents, you know, literally there's like 15 shuttles worth preaching right now. So I remember when I felt called to do this, I thought, you don't, you don't need me, Lord. Like, you know, I've got other cousins that are preaching and I've got a sister-in-law that is a youth pastor. And, uh, you know, like my voice, I'll, I'll just be married to Ted mm-hmm. and that will be it. But I remember God saying, no, like there's billions of people in this world and everyone's going to have different people that they're going to be reaching, that yeah. they're going to be talking to, that maybe this person in the family isn't reaching, but they need you mm-hmm. and your voice and what you have to say and what I've given you to say. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk on that with the confidence of being a minister's wife. Um, but the first question I'm going to ask is, Pastor Joey, <laughs> how do you build authority while staying submitted? Yeah. Because you're doing grand things. So well, how do you keep that? Uh, it's funny because we always get comments like, you're a woman. Why are you, you know? But, yeah. but honestly, it's it's understanding submission and submission isn't suppression. Under Correct yeah. submission is empowerment. You know, we submit to the Lord uh, and he empowers us because, you know, he knows that we're, listen, we're listening to him. He right. says, go left, we go left, go right, go right. So when you understand that and, and then you're a wife that, you know, understands what the Bible talks about in Ephesians 5, you know, it says this in Ephesians uh, 5.21, it says, uh, submission. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also the wife should submit to their husbands in everything. And then, you know, verses 25 following, if you have time, you need to read because that's just as important. It only works right. when it's a two-way street. The, the husband loves the wife. So society makes submission some bad word and and. Uh, pictures, you know, a wife being suppressed in a house with a vacuum and, you know, yeah. sad. And But really, su- submission in a godly way is empowerment to fulfill everything that God has That's for your life. Good. Because my husband, here's from the Lord, my husband's accountable to God, not only for his life, but for my life and gift and calling. So right. if he were to say, uh, no, you know, you're a woman, I don't want you doing ministry. He, he has always recognized the call of God upon my life and has always pushed me to fulfill it because first of all, he loves me. He's not yeah. threatened by me because I do submit to him. Everything that I feel like the Lord's called me to do, I take it to him and say, what do you think about this? Should I do this? And if he says no, 
That's fine. You know why? Because I don't want to be out of step with right. what God has me to do because I know he hears from the Lord. And so, you know, his ability to empower me, he knows that he's going to be accountable to God one day for if I fulfill the call of God upon my life because he's my covering. So yeah. so really, uh, he is the key to me being able to step out and being a, a woman in ministry, uh, a strong personality, I would say probably, you know, but but understanding submission that he is the head. He is my pastor, not right. just my husband. I, I revere him and I submit to him as the pastor, the priest of our home. And and when I do that, he sees what's best for me and I'm able to listen and, and not only hear from the Lord, but then run it by him. And so I feel like that, um, that safeguard and that understanding, that biblical revelation out of Ephesians of what true submission is in that picture is so pure that yeah. it that I'm happy to operate in it. And at the same time, you know, understanding that God has called me to do certain things. And so, you know, being obedient to what he has called me to do under the umbrella of my husband's authority is really been a gift to my life. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's been easy in the aspect of having a wonderful godly husband who's uh, confident and who prays and hears from the Lord and has the fear of the Lord. You know, that's made it easy for me to, to operate in that role. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Because, you know, this this world, this society pushes this feminist movement like I'm got to be equal to or greater than the man or the whole girl power stuff. Yeah. Like I make a point not even to buy that stuff for my girls right. because this whole like girls are going to run the world shirts that I right. see everywhere. <laughs> it, it's it's like it's subtle, but it's bigger than what most people think because it's going to put them out of order. It's going to yeah. put them out of the order that God's created. There is a head, there's a head of authority, and then it trickles down the leadership and then it goes down. And then, you know, nothing's wrong. Women can have authority. We're called to have authority. We have to have authority. That's right. Because, I mean, it's not our husbands that's going to be the only one kicking the devil and slicing his neck. I mean, we have to be able to have authority too. We have to be able to have authority to run our home just as yeah. much. But, you know, just like with Pastor Nathan, obviously he has the final say yeah. over something. But we as women have to be strong and have the authority and be able to have, you know, the Bible, I used to think people would come to you and be like, women can't preach, they can't, you know. But the Bible says your son's and daughters will That's prophesy. Right. Yes. So, I mean, it didn't say just sons. <laughs> so we have a mouthpiece in the kingdom, too, we do. to be used. And, you know, and it's good always. I feel like even a woman in ministry should always have a male covering. Um, yes, I agree. And I feel that way because, you know, women are emotional-driven beings. Yeah. And so, you know, we need that male. You know, women and men aren't to compete. It's, it's cliche. They're not to compete. They're to complete. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a load of weight that my husband can bear as a male that I'm not meant to bear. Right. And actually it's a burden to me and the way I'm emotionally built, the way that I'm structured, that it would break me. And so to have that male covering, you know, to bounce things off of like, no, that's, you know, you're being emotionally led here or no, you know, right. you're, you, how many times has your husband brought balance to you when you feel like you're going crazy, you know? Yeah, so, sure. so just to have that emotional covering. And then there's parts of me that I, you know, women are, um, not that men aren't perceptive, but women are very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So, right. so you know, there's times that he'll be doing something. I'll be like, I feel this in my spirit. And you know, so we're perceptive. So he receives that because that's how God made me to be very, uh, you know, feely and sensitive to the, to right. the spirit. Women in general are more sensitive right. and perceptive. So, Absolutely. you know, we work together. It's not that we're against each other. And really, you know, when a woman operates in her God-given role, it's, it's enjoyable and it's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, I completely agree with 
with you. Like the whole feminism thing, uh, I hate it because it's such a misrepresentation of true feminism and the true. beauty of it That's right. and the true power that comes from being a woman. It, it being a woman and it's not being a man. Right. And so there's power in that Own word. It. Own yes. it the way God made you. That's right. Yeah, and thrive in it. So. Yeah. Excellent. All right, number two, how do you fully do mom stuff? All you, she got five kids from what, 18 to eight, right? 18 to eight. 18 to eight. Yes. So you've got lots of, and they're all in sports, and they're in school, and they there's parent-teacher conferences, and there's games, and you're pulled every which direction yes. on top of the people in the church. So how do you do stuff excellent, excellently separate to do ministry just as excellent how can you balance doing both excellence do you think you can do both I mean can you can you honestly say to somebody yes you can do both excellent Yes. You know, I'm a firm believer I like in like, that, I mean, that's my answer too. <laughs> I just want to see if I'm on the right page. I'm a firm believer in that you can have it all. And I say that in the sense of that you can have wholeness in every area of your life and you can thrive in every area of your life. And, you know, we look at Proverbs 31. She's an excellent woman. Yeah. Uh, She's good at a lot of different things, a lot of different roles. And so, you know, just really um, continuing to get before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, if there's a time in my life that I feel deficient in an area, I just ask the Lord to help me in that area. And I think another key is, you know, just being you all of the time, not yeah. switching modes. Like um, if I'm at home with my kids, like I'm, I'm the same Joey as when I'm at church doing ministry. That's so, really good. Yeah. I like that. And it becomes like stressful if you're, you're trying to church, be like multiple mom and personalities. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, even, you know, at school, like I, the PTA or the PFA, whatever you call it, like we look at our life and family know. as um, like we have certain values. I actually did a podcast on family values, but when you have values of a family, it's easy to direct your life and run it in a divine order because we're 100% Christians. And, you know, we're, I should say it like this we're full time Christians and we're part time everything else. So even That's when it good. comes to ministry, down, we're full time <laughs> Christians and part time pastors when it comes to ministry because our number one calling is to be a child of God. So that looks the same whether we're in front of a pulpit or right. we're on the soccer field. So, you know, there's been many um, like wonderful things that have happened on sport fields like people have gotten saved and have come to the church and gotten baptized that are still with us today because our sons played football and it's just walking out the Christian walk and when you do that I feel like and you are sensitive to the Lord and I love the message um, I've preached it before it's called everyday faith because I feel like as moms we think our faith is only activated in church or when there's a crisis or when we need something but your faith is a gift from God for you to activate every day in the smallest minute everyday activities your faith is made evident and it's user-friendly all throughout your day you know so so being excellent in the same faith that it takes me to say, God, I'm going to get up there and preach a message. I need that same element right. to say, okay, God, I'm going to impart the word of God into my kids today. Like right. you need the same level of God in you, no matter what you're doing. So, you know, really when you find the grace and you know, there's been different seasons in my life when the babies were little, it looked different than when, you know, they're all in school now. And I've always been very careful to steward and to perceive the season that I was in with no, no regrets. That's good. Yeah. 
And so, you know, knowing that I was called into ministry, I'm not saying I didn't, you know, there was times that I had to resolve that in my mind and the enemy would try to come in and say, you know, you're not doing things that you should be doing and, and you really have to get a hold of that. But for the most part, like just living and getting the most out of every season. And so when my kids were little, like I poured into them, that was my ministry with all of my heart and I still do. But what I'm saying is I didn't look at it like I'm not in full-time ministry. So, right. you know, I joke all the time and say sometimes, you know, for that season, I'd put on a veggie tail and I'd be getting as much ministry out of that veggie tail <laughs> as they were. I'd be like, that is so good. And it was like a talking cucumber, but, but it's just, you know, just being available and, and, and being open during those seasons. And then, you know, we lived in a neighborhood. So I was home. My husband was doing ministry. I invited all of the ladies in the neighborhood to my house for a Bible study. So I saw many women get saved uh, during that season of my life at home with my kids in a neighborhood doing ministry uh, at the schools. You know, people know. Preparing uh, you for what you do now. Yes. Having the women meetings and the churches and now you're traveling and preaching and actually during that season is when the Lord showed me in my spirit what I was doing now and so um, you know it it, it was a really great season I look back with every season with with happiness and joy knowing that I gave my best in that season and and you know I think that's what we need to do not check out as moms as and as women and check out on the season that we're in and say you know I can't wait till the next season or this season's a waste or you know but but you need or look back and say that was the best season you know I'm getting ready to graduate one of my sons and I have to make a confession like I embrace every season with joy and grace because you know part of me doesn't want to move into that next season I don't want to <laughs> let go of him but but you know but understanding that there's a grace and purpose in every season has been key to me uh, seeing fruit in every season and really looking back and enjoying every season that I've been in and and not feeling like I had to let the ball drop in one area or or saying that my children missed out Honestly, you know, if there's times that are heavy ministry times, I am very intentional on the backside of things to, to connect with them in very intentional ways so that I never feel like there's a lack. Um, you know, I'm in ministry all through the week, but That's I'm at good. home when they get off the bus with a right. snack. Even if I have to stop at the store and grab like store-bought cookies. Right. I'm there with a snack. So um, just really being self-disciplined to do that, to prioritize what's important and not let the urgent rob you of the important, not let things that that seem urgent at the time rob you of your values and what's important to you. That's good. And and I like what you said, that you're the same at church when your kids see you and your family sees you than when you're home. Yeah. Because I see a lot, you know, that's one thing I stress to Madeline is like being fake. Like being fake irritates me really bad. It like it gets me all hot inside and I like, you know, want to turn into the hook. And so like (laughs) I'll teach Maddie that I'll say, you know, when she's being one way with her sister, I know for a fact she wouldn't be that way if it was her friend. Yes. You know, you tend to sometimes with your family be you know, a little harder on them. And so I told her, I said, listen, I am not going to have people compliment our family in the church, our home church while we travel and think you guys are so wonderful. And then behind the four walls, it's like complete chaos. Everyone's beating each other up. Everyone's yelling. Everyone's not talking in love or patient. I was like, how we are in our home is how we're going to be on the street. That like is that's so one good. thing I stress to them because it, it it will that's what gets people like uh 
out of the ministry, I feel like, you know, kids that grow up in ministry and they don't want anything of it. They see mom and dad acting one way, mom and dad doing something in in front of people's eyes. And then when they're home, it's a totally different atmosphere for them. And so kids don't know how to balance that. They just get bitter and they don't want anything to do with it. That's all they know. They don't know how to balance it. So they're (laughs) just like, I'll just get out of it altogether. Like it's it's no part that I want. So I like that you said, yes, you can do it all. You just do a little extra in that one area. Yes. I've had moms come to me and they're like, you know, I really feel to be a part of this ministry at my church, but I'm not home as much or I'm not as as this. Now, one thing is if you have to set something aside for a little bit, you definitely have to set the ministry yes. part aside. And that's perceiving the season that yeah. you're in. Yeah, because definitely. like you said, because your kids are being, you know, this is, you got one time to raise them. Yeah. One time. I know that can sound a little like <laughs> stressful for moms who are like, oh my gosh. But it is. You have one time to wa- to raise them, but we can do it right. Yeah. There's the ability to do it right. Yeah, and you know what? And it's, it's giving your best to mm-hmm. your family. And, you know, I when my kids get off, I work at the office all day. That's my life right now. And then when my kids get off the bus, I purposely take a second and I'm like, okay, like I need, I need the Lord to, to give me fresh patience and, and fresh grace to enjoy them because it's a shifting. Now I yeah. want to give them my best. A lot of times, especially in ministry, we give other people our best and then we get home and we're frustrated with our kids or what do you want? Or, you know, I need a minute or, you know, or our husbands, but we need to be people who right. give our children and our families, those closest to us should see the best sides of us. Yeah. So, so, you know, if, if, uh, if you only have so much patience during a day, you want, you want to spend <laughs> that on your kids. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so who cares? And then ask the Lord for more. Because <laughs> you Lord, need just, more. <laughs> yeah. but, but really, you know, being being true to that and giving your kids uh, the best of you is is really important. Yeah, that's what we were talking about on the way over here. Remember, yeah. we were talking about our social media and how Mrs. Rev and you want to get this out and, and preaching clips and ads and I'm doing it for nonstop mom. But it, then your kids are coming to you and you're like, mom, I want to show you this. Mom, watch me. But our face is like in a phone. And yeah. that's like what I'm learning to balance now is that you know, God's given me this ministry to do, and I know he wants to use me and want to speak through me, but I also have my children as a ministry. Yes. And you know, one of the ways that we connect the two worlds, we do it in multiple ways. Like we've always done ministry as a family. So the kids serve, we identify their giftings. I mean, that could be a whole other podcast is identifying. Yep. You probably have already done now one. Now you have to keep me over the weekend. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> identifying the potential and the gifting upon your child and growing that. So we've identified and grow, uh, try to grow it in them and then use it in, in the church and connecting them, you know, to what God has created them to do, but also like in our ministry. So um, you know, at pastor appreciation time, we take them out and we say, you know what? The church blessed us with this money because why should they just I like hear that? You, you group know, them in with we that. We do. That's and we say, awesome. you know what? Because you're awesome and you come to church and you don't complain and you honor the house of God and we serve and you have to sit through three services. But the Lord sees that and we want to reward you and we let them pick out like, uh, you know, a little bit more expensive of a gift that they wouldn't normally get. They're honored for pastor appreciation. Or awesome. um, when we travel and do ministry, trips like we always we well not I don't want to say always but we try our best to always take one of the kids with us one of the older ones so they get to be a part of it they love it so um if we have a meeting that takes us out at night connecting them to the vision like yeah I know we're leaving but because you're sewing us right now you know in right now you're 
uh, giving the Lord an offering by letting us go and minister to these people. So so this is your ministry right now is letting us go and minister to this family. So, so connecting them to the vision is really important. And and that's so good because they're going to see how you take joy in it. Yeah. That's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, we get to do this. We get to go together. We get to serve the Lord together. We get to see miracles. We get to lay hands on people. You know what I mean? Like we get to pray with them. Like I make it exciting. And you know, to this day, Maddie's nine, Brooklyn's five and Teddy's three. And they all left Maddie at two weeks on the road. That's all she's known. Brooklyn was six and a half weeks and Teddy was four and a half weeks until this day. They've never asked to go home when we're on a trip. They've Every time I said, hey, we're leaving, you know, we've been home for two days. Oh, pack your bags. We're catching a plane, you know, today or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they're like never dragging their feet, never crying. I want to stay home. They just say, "Okay, let me see what I'm going to pack. And they're off like they've been graced to do it because I have felt like it's our family unit. Like like you said, I want to involve them. Mm -hmm. They they're getting poured into. We plug them into whatever. It's not just dragging them to church. They see how your reaction is. Yeah. If you like to go to church, if you're excited about it as a pastor's wife, or you're like, oh, great, I'm doing my duty. You know yeah, what I right, mean? Exactly. Like, it, it, it's a pretty honorable duty, I would say. <laughs> That's right. I, I, um, I love it. I can't Im- I, I just said on the way to church yesterday, I said in the car driving out loud, I said, thank you, Lord, for calling us to do this, that you've yeah. called us to do this as a job just on the way to church last night That's because right. I, I think it's the highest thing and, and I love it. So never as a minister's wife look down and think that it's, you know, a second title or it's something that can't ever grow into be. you know, he's called us all to do something. We just have to tap into what the Holy Spirit's called us to That's do right. and what our purpose is. All right. My last question for you, because we could go on and do this all day long with all of our different <laughs> topics, is how do you keep your confidence as a woman and a minister? Yes. I was just looking up the scripture that I always use for this uh, question because you know I, I did a blog post a while ago and it was called um, breaking molds and taking grounds and um, you know you talked about being raised or not raised but marrying into a family where yeah. everyone was in the ministry and you know my my story is different in the sense of like I wasn't just a church girl that married into the ministry I was like not saved until I was like seventeen so like I had no basis for what a, uh, my only reference was Whitney Houston in the movie Pastor's Wife or Preacher's Wife. Do you remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> and I remember walking away from that movie and I thought as a young girl, I was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I don't want to be a preacher's wife. Like that's the one thing I don't want to be because, you know, they portray yeah. it so, uh, you know, wrong. But, um, but you know, just so. Well, or like me, I would say this is what pastor wives do. I could never be a pastor's wife. Right. So both of us say in those two statements would discredit us out of what God called us to do. Yes, yes. And just really embracing that it doesn't have to look, I mean, the Bible is a non-negotiable. Like that's yeah. that's our boundary lines. But other than that, like God has called you, you know, He's he broke the mold. That's why I called the, the blog that I did that. He broke the mold when he made you. So no two people are going to look the same at what they're doing for God. Uh, 
you know, of course, the biblical principles, but how their giftings, how their expression, their contribution of their gift comes across is going to look different. So if we, you know, Paul talks about not comparing yourself to one another to, or not to compartmentalize yourself right. to each other. He that's said that's good. not wise. Well, when you compartmentalize, what you do is you say everyone has to look like this. Right. And if I don't look like this, then I can't do it or I'm doing it wrong or I'm not good enough. Exactly. And and that's really, good. you know, he said it's not wise to do that because because God has called us each and equipped us with a certain destiny and a gift to accomplish. John 17, you know, it says, you know, I will glorify God on this earth by completing down to the very last detail that which he's assigned me to do. Right. And that's the message translation. But but knowing that God has a specific assignment for you that is very detailed. Yes. And those details require the details of you, the quirkiness, the the areas of your life that you're like, why am I like this? I hate my voice. You know, I'll get. <laughs> that was know, me for I, a long I've time. had I hated to listen to myself talk. And I used to think, man, <laughs> no one could critique me more than me. If they said, like, I hate your voice, I'd be like, I know, right? I have a horrible voice. Total agreement. Or, or, I yeah. concur. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's all about just being obedient to what God has called you yes. to do. And, you know, really, I'm, I'm a firm believer in self-integrity. So that means um, as a pastor's wife, being able to lead myself, uh, being true to what I know to do, reading the Bible, praying, um, you know, getting before the Lord. That's a responsibility. And, and that's the first, you know, self-awareness is really important, not condemnation. You know, the enemy gets in and says, you know, you're not right. good enough. You're not. But but there's also good about being self-aware and saying, you know what, I've read, I've prayed, I've done everything that I need to do today as far as covering the church and my husband. And, and that brings confidence. Well, what are your other roles? What do you feel like God's called you to do within your giftings in the role that you're in? Well, if you if you move forward in obedience, then there's a confidence that comes with that. As a leader, as a pastor's wife, dealing with junk, dealing with hard things that right. you don't want to deal with. Well, you know, if it's in the Bible and somebody's doing it contrary to the Bible, I have a responsibility to address it. I remain confident as a leader when I do that. My my, I'm being integral to what I know is right, and my confidence is built. So even if I don't feel like I'm the most qualified, right. even if I'm not happy with what I'm wearing or feel like I'm the prettiest at the moment, if I know that I'm obedient and right. I'm doing what God's told me to do in His Word and in accordance to the gifts that He's given me, I can lead with confidence because I've been integral to lead myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, totally. Doing what's right doing what I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit to do um, and just moving forward. And, you know, I feel like discovering your gifts um, as a woman of God or as a pastor's wife, you know, when you discover that thing, you move forward in it. A lot of times we're like, oh, if God wants me to do totally. something, then He'll he's going to do right. it. No, you have a responsibility have to, to step out. out. Yeah, step there, out on the waters. Yeah. So, so when you get a word, like, so before I stepped out with nonstop mom, I was at Ministers and Leaders Conference in Tampa, and I got that word the last night of that week about how I'd be speaking bold and I wouldn't even recognize myself. And I, even though I haven't fully you know, probably stepped into that. It's on its way, but I had to do something. Yes. There's an action, you know, people will get words in church and then it won't come into pass because they didn't take the action to get there. That's right. You don't just get a word and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> raining from the sky what they said. Right. There's an action you have to take to step forward to that word to get into your purpose. Yeah, and there's like a million Bible verses to go along with this, but it's remembering that, you know, your confidence isn't going to be in yourself. Like I'm not confident in Joey. But right. it says in in my weakness 
he's made strong. So so it means that when in the areas that I feel inadequate in, when I move forward in them, his power is made perfect in my weakness. So so actually I grow confident in him. And through that confidence in him, I'm I'm more confident in myself. So yeah. so but my first calling is to hear from him. And that's what gives me the most confidence because if he's called me to do it and I obey, I know I can't fail. Even if it looks like I'm scared, even if it looks like I'm not doing a very good job, you know, you've all heard the quote like do it afraid. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the psalm that says he is my God and, yeah. and I will not fail, you know, truly knowing that, you know, if he's told you to do it, he's not going to let you fail. Right. You might be uncomfortable, but do it anyway. Yeah. Start walking, start working your gift. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you've heard from God, it doesn't matter who likes you and who doesn't like you. If you've heard from God and your spiritual coverings, you know, on the same page as you, you continue to move forward in what God's called you to do. Yeah, I know that when I stepped into full confidence of not only who I was in Christ, but I got the revelation of I've got one person to please. When I got that revelation of only making sure I please the Lord, then everything else was sky high from there. You know, it's not that I didn't ever have my moments, like a down moment and you have to talk yourself up. I mean, we are flesh and we have to continually renew our spirit to to build ourselves up. But I remember knowing as long as I'm doing what I'm told by the Holy Spirit and pleasing Jesus, because if you, like you said, you're trying to please so many other people, you're going to fail somebody and it's going to trickle over into you and then your confidence is put down. Like you're going to let people down. Right. And life. And you have to you have to learn to encourage yourself in yeah. the Lord. You know, David did that all throughout the Psalms. He'd say, you know, uh, he, he would talk to himself. He'd be like, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. You know, he would learn uh, the scripture with the battle of Ziglag. You know, he went and inquired of the Lord. He was discouraged. And the Lord basically said, look, get up and yeah. go finish the battle. <laughs> this isn't how I want to end the story. So you have to learn that, you know, when you're not feeling confident or when you're feeling discouraged, you need to learn to go to the Lord uh, and, and to get your encouragement from him. And then just don't like refuse to let yourself go there. I've I've learned to do that. Like if I if I'm feeling discouraged, I don't meditate on that. I don't think about that. I open up my mouth and I declare what God's word says. I am anointed. I am called. Right. I am capable. I'll speak to thousands and the power of God will move on my behalf. Um, my husband just shared a couple weeks ago. I make the statement, I'm anointed to do hard things. You know, there's nothing that God has called me to do that his anointing in me doesn't cause me to prosper in. So, right. you know, Amen. reminding and really learning to encourage yourself in the Lord is is really important to get your emotions in check. Yeah. You know, if I, if I, here we go. There's another podcast. Part if two. I woke no. up every day and I was like, do I feel capable and confident today? If I do, I'm going to move forward in my day. I would, you know, right. half the time I would be like, no, you talk yourself out of yes, it. Yes, exactly. But you know what? You don't, you don't, you're not, you're not an, you're a spirit led woman. You're not emotionally led. I'm declaring that. So you That's know, right. grab a hold of that today. You're, you're, you're led by your spirit. And so when you understand that there's a confidence that comes in that, that it doesn't matter how you feel, you operate out of your spirit. That's right. You know, my favorite verse, it's actually kind of like my theme for nonstop mom when I started is in 1 Samuel 2, 1. And it says, uh, it's Hannah's part of Hannah's prayer, but my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. And that's like those, that verse right there is the Lord's made us strong as women. The Lord's made us strong and we have an answer for every enemy, every opposition for our family, anything that comes against our mind, anything that comes against our body. We have the answer for it, but we have to get into the word of God. I mean, that's just 
that's that it's I mean that's just the end all it's non-negotiable yes. right there because I get a lot of women that come to me and will battle these things and I'll ask them about their time with the Lord or their prayer time and I don't know where to fit it in I don't know where to do this but we have time for everything it's all about choices at the end of the day yeah you know and if you want something bad enough you're going to do it and you know I tell new moms if you're a new mom listening since the podcast is you know for a lot of young moms you know uh, I shared about veggie tales jokingly but even if you grab one scripture verse you might not have time like you want to or like you will one day you might hear someone say I spend three hours in the word and two hours I, in I don't have the luxury to go off like yeah. my husband so like Ted at home he'll just like we'll go in the bedroom go you know outside I'm gonna go for a four mile walk well you know like if I just was like walked out of the house out of nowhere for a four mile walk (laughs) all hell would break loose and I'd be getting texts like where are you mom where's this where's mom I need this how do I do this how do they like their peanut butter and jelly sandwich where are the chips you know like that I don't have that luxury so like you said a season what I do now is not what it looked like when I had my infants. It's not. I used to, I used to struggle with that. And my mother-in-law would be like, Carolyn, it's okay. Like you're in church all the time. You're getting the word. You read, still read the word, but do it. You know, if it's got to look like it at at night or if it's got to look at it at nap time, if it's not on your exact schedule, how you picture in your head, that's okay. But realize there's a season for everything. She said, you know, what I have time to do now, I didn't have time to do when I was homeschooling or had time to do when Ted and Megan were young like don't be hard on yourself that mom guilt you did a podcast on mom guilt I did yeah because I I would feel it when I was first young like you know I want to be what I see these powerful women of God and men of God are like but it was like I don't even have time to do any of that well and I love I wish I knew the scripture I'll have to look it up and get back to you on it but there's a verse it's either in Isaiah or one of the Psalms that says he leads the young, those with young gently and you know I always think of young mothers during that because um, you know there's a grace of God upon yeah. those who you know there'd be times that I'm like okay I'd come home from revival service and I'd have babies and I'd be like I'm gonna wake up at like 3 a.m. and and read and right. pray and and, and, you know, even if I try to, like right now I get up very early because everyone else sleeps in. But yeah. there was a time that if I, I got up that, that early, then everyone else would like trickle up. They had like a sense in them, like mom's awake yeah. and then like yeah. the baby starts crying. And, and so, you know, during those times, you, I, I tell moms all the time, write one verse, get a chalkboard yeah. in your kitchen, put it on your bathroom mirror and meditate. There's power in meditation on one verse. Like oh, yeah. pick a different verse every day or every week and just meditate. Let the, let the word wash over you, you know, renew your mind with that word, get it in your spirit, operate out of it, memorize it, have your kids memorize it. So, you know, just because you don't have an hour, don't discount the five minutes that you do have, yeah. uh, you know, or listen to a podcast in the car. Dinner time, car yes. ride, picking up carpool, going to pick up sports, stuff yes. like that while you're sitting there while they're practicing or YouTube video, right. something like and that. And then when my babies would cry, if they were sick, I'd get really mad and do it. But even if they woke up and they wanted to nurse <laughs> in the middle of the night, I'd be like praying in the spirit. I'd be like, you know what? If they're sick, the devil's going to pay. I'm going to take right. all this time and I'm going to pray in the spirit. And so, you know, just just really uh, those those more uh, those hours in the night. I, I know you're tired, but but really, you know, I would sing songs over my kids if they were an infant up in the night and just couldn't sleep and just, you know, pray over them and, and just really change your perspective to what I can't do to what I can do. And if you step back right. and saw what you were investing, you would not feel as badly about yourself. And then, you know, as the seasons changed, yes, get in the word as much as you can, yeah. but don't be in condemnation if you're a season where that's not allotted to you either. But it's your lifeline. So right now, you know, I get up early. Uh, 
not everybody is going to to do what it takes to thrive in life. Not everybody's going to have the same story of coming out in victory. And that that depends on what you put into it. So, you know, I I get up early. Nobody else is up. I make coffee and I have that time in the word and prayer because I know it's it's necessary for the season I'm in and the season I'm going into. Yeah. And that and that's what I do. I make sure I set my alarm while the house is quiet and I know before they get up and then it's, you know, breakfast and snacks and school (laughs) and mom needs, you know, for everything, you know, and then Ted does his on his own time. So what work, what works for him? And so I know that this was an encouragement podcast for everyone that was listening. Thank you so much, Pastor Joey, for being with me. Please take a minute and tell them all the avenues that you're on because I want them to get plugged in. I want you guys to follow her. She's full of wisdom, full of grace and a true, true Proverbs 31 woman, without a doubt. (laughs) You're so sweet. Thank you for having me. I love this podcast and I love what you're doing. It's so encouraging and it's it's just amazing to see the ministry and how it's just continuing to grow and it's going to continue to explode. So um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Joey Miller on Instagram, Joey Miller on Facebook. If you want to follow Mrs. Rev, it's the Mrs. Rev podcast on any platform that you get your podcast on. You could also join the Mrs. Rev closed Facebook group. It's more of a mentor group uh, if you want to ask questions. And then we have the Facebook page that you can go ahead and like for the Mrs. Rev. Also, we have L Ministries. That's the ministry of for women of Champion Christian Center. Uh, you can go to championcenter.net and find out more about that. And then we have the L Journal, which is our magazine. You can go to theljournal.com and subscribe uh, to hear wonderful contributors like uh, Miss Carolyn Shuttlesworth <laughs> in every area of life. You know, it's a it's a magazine. It's called Inspire, uh, Create, Become. I don't know if it's in that order. I forget off the hand. But but that's the <laughs> essence of the magazine. It's to inspire each other, uh, to help each other create and to become all that God has called us to be. So, you know, you might not feel like you're a Proverbs 31 woman, but together we can learn and grow together and become great and excellent in every area. So. But it's important what we bring into our homes. You know, yes. I, was t- I was saying earlier to her, like, ladies who are listening, make sure you get this magazine because it's faith filled by anointed women. And it's not just a bunch of scriptures coming at you even though that is the main purpose of encouragement there's recipes in there there's fashion that helps you out with different designs for the season that you're in there's um health things about health and working out uh not and also moms yeah and then is there anything else faith inspiration inspiration yeah Uh, makeup there's stuff on makeup so it's something that you can get instead of the trash that's at the grocery stores this is something to bring into your home that you can actually put on your coffee table and you're not embarrassed for your kids to pick up (laughs) (laughs) yeah really it's a community of women just helping each other out you know smith wigglesworth wouldn't even bring the newspaper in his house he said that trash had to stay out of his house because there was nothing faith-filled about it so we need to be stronger with what we bring into our homes and what we reread, what we put in our ears. Yes, and it's pretty too. It's it pretty, is so. pretty. <laughs> it comes in a pretty package yes. with a bunch of confetti. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much again for being with us. Make sure you find her and subscribe to her, listen to her, listen to her wisdom, and be blessed. And thanks again for listening to Nonstop Mom this week with Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Make sure when you're listening that you put it out there, share it. I want to share it, and I'll hear from you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.